A very good morning, everyone. I want to ask you a question. Are you excited to be in church this morning? You should be, because this is my second round, and it's going to be amazing. I want to ask you a big favor. Will you stand up for a moment? Yes, stretch your leg, and tell your name and where you were born to a person you don't know. Giving you one minute to connect. Let's do a one-minute connect. Your name and where you were born. Thank you, everyone. You're welcome to take your seat. A very warm welcome at church. No longer 55 minutes. 56 or 57, a little bit longer. If you're near around here, you find your restrooms here out on the sides and children's church out that door. There's a sign in there. And we've got some spaces for babies and toddlers at the back. Enjoy the service with us. And I'm giving over to Hendrik to pray for us. Thank you. Amen. Thanks, Van. And good morning, church. As we are waiting for people to enter, can I ask that we just stand? It is great to see you all friendly faces and excited. And you know, it's glad to, we're glad you are here. The first service was amazing. And we're just trusting God for that just continuation of what He's doing in this place today. Um, before we start, before I pray, I just want to read us something out of Psalm 34. And I just felt this morning in my heart, I just need to read something in the scripture that speaks about worshiping together. Um, because I knew how it's going to be at church today. And I came across Psalm 34 and it says, I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will glory in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Church, glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. Amen. Father, that is just our cry today, Lord. Our desire is to seek your face, Lord, and to not feel shame, to not be afraid, Lord, but to worship you wholeheartedly. Um, to glorify your name, to sing of your goodness, your glory, Lord, your glory, which outshines the sun, your magnificence, Lord, your brilliance, your omniscient, omnipresent power, Lord. We just glorify your name, Father. I pray that our hearts will just align with what you want to do today in this place, Lord, that we will be open, that we will be willing to, to allow your spirit to come and change us, to come and move in us. We want to draw near to you in this time now. Take our words, take our worship, Lord. It's unto you. We give it all to you. 
We lift up your name. Amen.
Yes, Lord, we just sing of your glory today. You're worthy, Lord. Holy, 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 holy is the Lord God Almighty. Who was, who is, and is to come.
Let's not rush past this moment. What is the Holy Spirit whispering to you this morning on your heart? Open your heart where you are to 
towards God. Say, Lord, I have an open heart. Speak to me, Lord. Speak to my heart. Let's respond to that for a moment. Just say, Lord, I have an open heart. And if you are here this morning and you feel you have a word that God has given you for the church, you can quickly come and submit it in front while we just open our hearts to God. You can make your way forward and submit it here at Valhalla. Let's open our hearts. Some of us just needs to whisper this morning, Lord, I have an open heart. Sometimes it tends to close, but I whisper this morning, I say to you, I have an open heart. us in and he wants us to come and bathe in his presence he wants us to bask in his presence and he wants the cool waters of his presence to refresh us and I believe that there's also a specific word for a woman or maybe a group of women here he, um, I saw him um, lowering a woman into the water like with, in a baptism and um, as, a, as her as her hair touched the water it was black like ink and the black ink was washing away in the water and I believe he's telling you that there's shame that he wants you to let go of he's, he's washing your shame away this morning will you let him Will you let him wash away your, your shame this morning? God loves you. He loves you so much. And he wants to, to you to let go of that. And he wants this morning to let go of your, of your shame. And we thank you, Lord, this morning that that lady or that group of women here this morning, Lord God, that you're washing away their shame, Lord God. Jesus is longing for you. He is longing for you. He wants to be in a relationship with you. We thank you, Lord, that you wash away that, that shame, Lord God. You th I thank you that those ladies, their hearts are open, Lord God, and you're just coming and you're washing it away, Lord God. Like ink, it's washed away in the river of your presence, Lord God. In Jesus' name. Jy Toe ons nie aankom, toe sien ons die kerk is aan, maar ek nie geweer as die tweede dienst nie. En ons hart loop toe nou hier om om in te kom. En die Heere sê vir ons, hier is die tweede dienst, want ek het geweet ons het die boodskap. Ek net vir Heere sê, baie dankie vir die tweede dienst. Father, thank you for the privilege we have to come into your presence. 
We just want to be where you are. We want to be where you are. And Lord, I pray that, Holy Spirit, that you will grant us to see you, to hear you, and, and to follow you, Lord. I pray that in this time, Lord, that you will draw near to us. Thank you for this privilege that we have to come close to you today. Thank you that we know that you say where two or three are gathered together. There you are in the midst of us. So we welcome you here, God. We ask you to reveal to us your heart, your desire, your purpose. And give us the grace to follow you the way you desire us to. We surrender ourselves, our hearts to you, Lord. And as you invite us closer, give us the the courage to take those steps to surrender to you in Jesus' name. Amen. It's great to see so many of you again together. It's been a while. Um, welcome. Um, it's always exciting to see the church coming together. I've been sharing uh, two weeks ago on um, aiming for God's desire and I want to continue on that where God is taking us as a church in this season and where we are aiming towards as a congregation. In Revelations 19 from verse 6 to 8 we read, then I heard what seems to be the voice of a great multitude like the roar of many waters, like the sound of many peals of thunder crying out, hallelujah, for the Lord our God almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and exult and give him all the glory for the marriage of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. His bride has made herself ready. It is granted her to clothe herself with fine linen, bright and pure, for the linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. You know, I, I recently married my cousin. Oh, I said it again. Um, <laughs> Now I'm still married to Lisa, <laughs> and my cousin is here with her husband, you can ask her. I conducted the marriage. Okay, that's better. That's better. I made the same mistake the first one. Um, uh, she lived with us for a little bit more than a year before they got married, and it was um, really great to have her with us. She has become very dear to us. We call her die voorkant. For those who know what that means. She's not really my foorkant, but she is like a child to me now. Um, but what was amazing to see this journey of this past year was just how she prepared herself for this day. The marriage. As the bride preparing herself to walk down that aisle. Um, from the dress, to the makeup, to the invites, to the hair to what she eats and not eat, and, and just all for that one day, that great expectation to be with Fraser and to be married. It, it is such a beautiful picture, and Revelation speaks of this amazing moment, the climax of history when, when the bride has made herself ready and she walks down the aisle to be married to Christ. Uh, the greatest day in history. The bride, of course, is the church. 
We often hear people speak about the last days and, and, and referring to the events that is happening around us. The signs that point to the fact that the end is near and um, and, and so many of us are concerned and, and response needs to be given to the things that we see is pointing to the end. You know, as as member of the apostolic team of, of Shofar, our family of churches, the leadership of the church, I, I often are involved in, in writing a response to the questions and the concerns about the vaccine and the regulations and the government's control and and all these things that actually points towards the end and how we so easily get so consumed by that what simply points to the inevitable. And of course there's a place for that. There needs to be a response. We need, we need to guide the church and lead the church through these, these times that points towards the end. But I realize that the greatest response needed is not our response to the sign, but is for us to make ourselves ready. That is the greatest response of the church in the end times, is to make herself ready. The dress, the invites, the makeup. Just, just with, with, not out of a place of fear or obligation, but, but from a place of, of excitement, longing and joy, Motivated by love, can't wait for that day that we can be with Jesus. And I believe that is also where we as church are meant to be. Excited for the day. Excited to get to the aisle to walk down to be with Jesus. To make ourselves ready. So, so our, our question we ought to ask ourselves in the midst of all these troubling signs that points to the fact that we're in the last days. We need to ask ourselves what is God's desire for us as a church to be on that day when we finally walk down the aisle. Ephesians 5 verse 25 speaks of Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he may sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water by the word, that he may present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. A beautiful picture of the bride coming down the aisle, ready, ready for the bridegroom. I sometimes wonder whether we are waiting for the Christ to return or whether Christ is waiting for us to be ready. I mean, I've conducted many weddings, but I have never seen a bride rush in in jeans and t-shirt and colors in the air. I've, I've never seen that. They are already prepared. And sometimes, yes, late. Because they're still preparing. They want to be perfect when they walk down the aisle. And I've realized God's heart for us in this time is not to be consumed by all the, all the signs, but to make ourselves ready to walk down the aisle perfect, the way he desires us to be when he returns. So what are we meant to look like as the bride coming down that aisle? And, and I want to start with Ephesians chapter 4 today, just looking at a glimpse of what it means to be ready. 
I'm going to read from verse 11. And he himself gave some to be apostles and prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, until we all come to the unity of the faith, the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine and the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effect of working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. What a beautiful picture of a bride being ready. God's desire for us as church, what we are meant to be focusing on in these last days. I don't want to start off, first of all, in verse 11. But he says he gave, he himself gave. And, and I want to start off by, 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 by focusing our hearts on the fact that this is God's desire. What is God's desire for church? What is his blueprint, his plan? He, what is he longing for us to become? It's all about God's blueprint. And because we love him as our Lord and Savior, we are going to seek to please him and to aim to become the church that he desires us to be. And, and what drives this process of preparedness and becoming what God desires to be is love. That's what drives us, our love for him. The question is, are we willing? Are we willing to become what he desires us to be. And the way he desires us to be. How are we going to get there? Well, it starts off, we, we see in verse 11 the, the, the what and the how. He, he speaks, God speaks about the fivefold in the saints. Not, not everyone is apostles, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher, only some. But, but the fivefold has a purpose. It doesn't make them more special than the others. It just gives them a clear role, a target, and a responsibility. Church is not primarily about growing attendance that love the service and fellowship. It, it, church is about something more. And we as leaders have a, have an, a target to aim for. And, and we need to help and equip everybody to, to aim for that same target. And to get there. So what is this target that, that God desires us to, to reach? It says here, for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. That word equipping in Greek literally means to bring to a place of fitness. So God's desire is that the fivefold will bring the saints to the place of fitness for the work of the ministry. And it's so powerful, you know, as I was in the army, I, I can relate to this. I was an instructor, so my job was to take young, young men, kids just finishing school, and to equip them to become soldiers, to, to bring them up to fitness, to empower them to become fighting men. 
and then and then and then release them and then bring up the next group to equip them and bring them up to fitness to become fighting men and release them and 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 so i can identify with the role of the fivefold to equip the saints to bring to the place of fitness readiness for the work of the ministry we we are meant to equip the saints and send them out to do the work of the ministry together you know sometimes we come to church and and we watch the fivefold do the work of the ministry we, we come to church and to see how they grow the church but god's desire is that we all do the work of the ministry and that we all participate together to make the church grow that's god's heart for church what is the work of the ministry well that's a sermon in itself and today we're just going to do broad strokes but 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 the point here is that i feel i need to bring across is that we need to have a paradigm shift in our own hearts that church is not about the fivefold doing the work of the ministry but being equipped so that we can we can all do the work of the ministry and that we will be willing to become the church that god desires us to be that is the church that is ready for his return as we all do the work of the ministry the reason for it, verse 12 for the edifying of the church again the greek word there for edifying is to build the church you know the apostle paul calls himself a master builder that lays the foundation but everybody builds on that foundation he declares that that foundation is christ jesus and so we too as the fivefold we lay the foundation but we all build upon it but this foundation very importantly is Christ Jesus there can be no other foundation than Jesus Christ it is not about Andres or Vanner or Shofar it's about Jesus that's what church is about it's about Jesus and his kingdom we all build on that but that's the foundation until verse 13 we come very powerfully until we all come to what is so powerful about this phrase is the reality that god has an expectation that we for his church that we'll all come to a point in other words it's not just a clear goal but it is actually achievable it's amazing we can all come to this point we can all come to this point if we are all aiming for it god will enable us to reach it He will not ask us to to achieve something that he will not empower us to also do. And therefore he's given us his spirit so that we have everything that we need for life and godliness as we all aim towards what God desires us to become. I was teaching in Bible school this week and we were just sharing on on John 15 that says that if you abide in me and my words abide in you you will ask what you desire. And my father it shall be done for you by this my father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so you will be my disciples very powerful verse if you abide in me and my words abide in you you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you i was realizing last week um i was sharing hitting the mark i don't know if you remember two weeks ago i was sharing around the concept that god called us to hit the mark and i don't know if you remember i i was really struggling because i'm not an archer 
I was really struggling. Oh dear. I was really struggling because um, I was trying. To, you see, is there archery here? Anybody that do archery? Nobody. Oh, okay. So I didn't look like a complete fool to you. But actually, I was because what happened last week, two weeks ago, I, I tried to, to shoot with two fingers. So I was pulling the arrow, and I don't know if you've noticed, I really, I really struggled to get the, the string back. You know what's really embarrassing? This bow is actually set for a boy. It's meant to go all the way back like this. Okay? So now here I am on Sunday trying to shoot the target, but I'm really struggling to do this with the two fingers, and I can't get it really far back. Remember how I struggled? Yeah? I really struggled to do that. But because I have this desire in me to hit the mark, I want to get it right. Because of this desire, I actually phoned Herman and I asked him, listen here, just tell me, how do you actually pull the string back? Because I'm re I really struggled. He said, no, you must use three fingers. I said, oh, now you tell me. Three fingers. And then I went home, you know, and I, and I, and I, and I googled. Which three fingers? Because I forgot to ask him. He didn't tell me. <laughs> and and, and so, so I saw in Google, there was an instruction video. And they said, you know what you do is, I must just get my arrow straight here. Oh, it's not going to work. It's actually these three fingers. You see? And then, it's quite powerful. And I just realized something there because, because I, I really want to hit the mark. I have a desire to get it right. My desire changed. And my desire all of a sudden became God's desire to hit the mark. And, and because I have this desire, I actually ask God, God, show me how. Herman, I really have a desire to hit the mark. Will you? Show me, and he gave me some extra information. He showed me something more. It's three fingers. And then because of the desire to get it right, I started to go to Google to see, and I'm like, how do you aim? And then I discovered something more. And all of a sudden I realized that's just how our relationship with God is. If we abide in him and his words abide in us, our desire will change to become his desire. Our desire will become to, to do the things that are pleasing in his sight. And, th and then we're going to ask him and then he's going to show us more. That's John 14. I don't have the verse here. but John 14 says that he who has my commandments and keeps them. It is he who loves me and he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will manifest myself to him. How powerful is that? If we desire to become the church that God wants us to be, we will ask him for it and he will reveal and enable ourselves to become that what we desire to be. And so that's what I'm asking this morning, that we as church will come to the place that we desire, that we all aim for the same place, to become the church that God wants us to be, because we are all able to get there if we all aim for it, if we all desire it to be. 
So what is this target? It says there um, in verse 13, if we can go back there, Ephesians 4, it says, there we go. For the equipping of the saints, for the work of the many, for the edifying of the body of Christ, until we all come to the unity of the faith. The first thing that, that God desires his bride to be as he walks down the aisle is to be unified in faith. And I want to make it as simple as we possibly can in this church. The unity of the faith is whatever the Bible says. That is what we're aiming for. If you want to know what we believe and what we desire everyone to believe is what the Bible says. And nothing but what the Bible says. This is where we build upon. Is the revelation of Jesus Christ reserved for us by the Holy Spirit throughout the ages. We, we want to keep as close as possible to what the Bible says is the truth. To what the Bible says is God's desire. To what the Bible says is pleasing to God. To what the Bible says is God's standard for us. That is what we're aiming for. And you as members, you have the right, the invitation, the platform to keep us accountable. And to engage and question, even challenge us if we teach anything contrary to what is in this word of God. We want to stay as close as possible to the whole counsel of the Word of God and follow Jesus and His example and do what is pleasing in His sight and not that of man's will, interpretation, philosophy, but Christ's. That's what we will build on. You know, it gives me great confidence in Shofar to follow a leader whose heart is to be as close as possible to the Word of God wants to build us as a church on what God says and God teaches. It gives me great confidence because I know what he's going to say even before he says it. Because I know which textbook he's using. It's so powerful. It gives me even great confidence to confront him if he says anything different to the word of God. Because I know his heart is to be as close as possible to the word of God. So I can come to him with great confidence if he says anything that is contrary to the word of God. And know that he will hear me. Because I'm not fighting a man. I'm not fighting philosophy or interpretation. I am just simply with him, leading according to Christ's word. And we want to invite you and, and pray that you will have the same confidence with us. That you know where we come from and you know where we're going because you have the same Bible. It craves us great unity. Unity of the faith as preserved for us by the Holy Spirit in the Bible. So that we can come to the next point, the knowledge of the Son of God. The purpose is to get the knowledge of Jesus Christ, not of Andres, not of Vanner, not of Shofar, but of Jesus Christ. That is what we're aiming for. Therefore, we work from the Word of God so that we can gain knowledge of who Jesus is. So that as we have His commandments and keep it, we will learn to love Him. And He says, He who loves me, I will manifest myself to them. And that's why we focus on the knowledge of Christ, not just intellectual, but that it will go to our hearts in our experience as we manifest as he manifests himself to us, my, my greatest desire is that we as church will grow up to the point where you do not come to Sundays to hear me give you revelation into what God says. But that you will grow to the place when you come to church that whatever I say will simply be confirmation to what you have already discovered in your own personal capacity, in your 
intimate time with God, studying His Word, as God reveals Himself to you, that you come to church and it's just an amen. Amen. But it, it, it starts from the same foundation. So that we can grow to become more like Christ. It says here, to a perfect man. In, in Greek, it literally means to a mature, full-grown man. God's desire for us is to grow up. It's to grow up as we enter into the kingdom. And when we are born again, we are, we are infants. We are children in the kingdom of God. And, and, we, and we need to grow up into the stature of Christ. And, and so we start as children and then we grow up. And 1 John 2, John describes this process and the stages of maturity in Christ. That we start off as children and then we become young men. And then from young men we become fathers. You see, a, a child is still dependent on nurturing. They cannot eat solid food yet and, and has to have milk until it grows to the point of becoming a young man where it can eat for itself meat. A child cannot eat meat. It, 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 is, it, it, it will choke on it. So he needs milk to grow up to the point where he can feed and eat solid food. And, and then we grow from a child to become a young man where we can feed ourselves and eat meat for ourselves. And then we grow from that point where we become fathers. And fathers are those who can nurture children again. And so God has a desire for all of us in church. Not to remain children, but to grow up to become young men and young men to become fathers. That we will grow up. And so we will not only be giving milk, but we will encourage everybody to grow up so that we ourselves can discover Christ and also grow to the point where we can reveal Him and share Him with others around us. Paul speaks of, of children needing milk because they cannot eat meat yet. Meat being for the mature. God is looking, longing and desiring a church that comes down the aisle that is mature. Having grown to the place of not just drinking milk but eat for themselves. So God wants us to grow up to maturity. Until the measure of the fullness of Christ. That's a sermon on its own. But, but our aim is Christ. His example and teaching. That, that, that is what we're aiming for. Again, not to be like Andres, but to be like Jesus. And to allow him to manifest himself in us and to grow us. To the measure speaks of a portion. God has given each of us a measure to which we need to grow to maturity in the likeness of Christ. And the reason for this is verse 14. So that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. Again, no longer to be children. God's desire for us is to grow up. So that we will no longer be tossed and fro by every changing doctrine. That we will know what is the truth and stick to it. But also not to be deceived by the trickiness of men and the deceitful plotting of fake news and false conspiracy theories. But that we will grow up together to maturity. Following the truth. But rather, verse 15 speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things into the head who is Christ. We must 
in love, speak the truth. Where do we find the truth? Who defines the truth? God defines the truth. And where do we find it? <laughs> Again, we find it in his word. As a matter of fact, Jesus prays for his disciples. In John 17, he says, They are not of the world just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. God's word is truth. And it's given to us so that we may grow by it. 1 Peter 2 verse 2 says, As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Growing up in all things. God's desire for us is to grow up in all things into him the head who is Christ. And therefore again the target for us set as church. What we are aiming for is to grow the church, everybody in the church to maturity. And yes, as the church grows, in any growing church, we will always have children coming in. That's healthy. We'll always have children that we need to grow to mature men and mature men that we need to grow to fathers. But we want to grow the church that we have more fathers than children. So that when the children come, there are fathers for them. So that the church do not look for us, but we together do the work of the ministry. Continues here, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies. According to the effect of working by which every part does its share causes growth to the body for the edifying of itself in love. So powerfully, we, 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 God's desire for church, the, the perfect bride that is ready for him is, is where we all joint and knit together. Very powerfully. Joined and knit together in love, but, but especially by which every part does its share. It's so powerful that, that God's desire us to grow to the point where it's not just us here doing the work, but everybody does the work and everybody does its share. Not just 20%, but everyone participates in the body of Christ, in its specific place and purpose. And when everybody so powerfully starts to bring its share, does its share, it causes growth to the body for the edifying of itself in love. You know what's so powerful about that? When everybody does its share, church starts to grow spontaneously apart from the fivefold. It starts off by uh, the fivefold nurturing and building and equipping. But then when everybody starts to do their share, it causes growth to the body and the edifying of itself in love. And, and I'm so excited about this church because there are so many of you that are already building and working in the ministry. Doing the work of the ministry. Sharing and, and nurturing young Christians. It's such a privilege for me at times to, to baptize people. And many people that I baptize today, I've never met before. I don't know who they are. And then I ask them, so how did you get to this point? And then they show me, no, so-and-so in the church invited me and discipled me and brought me to this place. And I'm so excited because I can see we are growing as a church. When we reach this target... We start to mature. It's God that gets the glory. That's God's desire for all of us. To grow to this place. Where we are ready. 
as a body for him for that day. In short, God's desire for church is that we all do the work of the ministry and together build the church and grow in maturity in Christ. That's God's desire for us. That his bride has made herself ready. That she's excited. That she's longing for that day. That she's ready to meet her husband. That's God's desire for us. The climax of history and if you are willing, if you are willing and you will allow us, we are, we are going to gently lead towards that goal. That place of being ready for his return. To love, to grow spiritually, and to serve. And it's not for, for shofar or for, for the pastors, it's for Jesus. It's because we love him and it's for his glory and his honor that we're going to pursue becoming the bride that he desires us to be. We already have all the basic tools for equipping the church. You know, from small groups to encounters to Bible school to mentorship groups. But, but we're going to be more forthcoming in, in releasing into ministry and asking to serve. Not because... You have to, but because it's God's desire for us to. We're going to do more missions and plant and support churches as God leads us to. And we're going to ask you and gently nudge you to participate. If this is the last days, then we need to make ourselves ready. Make ourselves ready in the way God desires us to be. Not out of fear, but with great expectation, great excitement, and great joy. It was so beautiful to see Yunei walk down that aisle and to see tears well up in Fraser's eyes. What a special day. The bride is ready, and you were beautiful, Yunei. And so God's desire is for all of us together to have that same expectation, that same desire, that same willingness to be ready the way he desires us to be. Will we together do that? Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you, Father, that we know that you love us. We thank you, Father, that you have betrothed us to your son, that you have been, you, you came to earth to bow your knee, to humble yourself, to give your life, to pay for our sins, to make an invitation for whosoever to come to you, to be married. And even to this very day, Lord, you are still bowing your knee and you're asking us humbly, follow me. Follow me and I'll give you life. Follow me and become my own. Follow me and I, and I will adopt you. I will marry you. I will make you your own, my own. And I will give you an inheritance for eternal life. So Father, this morning we are reminded again of, of what you have done for us and the invitation to belong to you. To be known by your name. and To walk down that aisle to be with you forever. God, I pray that you will 
instill in us a desire and a longing to be ready for that day. So Lord, I ask that each and every one of us this morning as you have listened to this, these words, I pray that as you are seated, where you will just respond in your own heart, in your own words, just for a moment, just whatever stood out for you in this sermon. Will you just speak to the Lord? Just respond to Him in your own personal way. Just speak to the Lord. God, I pray that you will change our desires, Lord, that you will change our desires to become your desire. And Lord, I pray that as we ask you, Lord, that you will manifest yourself, that you will empower and teach us and show us to become the bride you desire us to be. Lord, I want to pray for those who are here this morning that maybe for the first time is hearing this invitation. And maybe you've heard this invitation many times and you've never come to the point where you said yes. Yes, Lord, I want to surrender my life to you. I want to be known to belong to you. I want to be your child. I want to be the bride that you are longing for. I want to say yes to you. Yes to your sacrifice. Yes to your engagement. If that is you this morning and you you want to respond to Jesus, And you want to say, God, yes, I want to accept your invitation for life, for belonging, for family. If that is you this morning, I want you to respond where everybody's eyes are closed, just between you and the Lord, just to raise your hand and say, yes, God, I want to receive Christ in my life. Thank you. Is there anybody else? Just just between you and the Lord, just raise your hand. Thank you. Is there anybody else? You can drop it again. Is there anyone else? Lord, I want to thank you for these precious folk, Lord, that today has decided to say yes. Yes to your invitation. Yes to belonging. Yes to be called yours. Yes to be in your kingdom, to be your child. Lord, I thank you for this choice. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that as they respond to you, God, you lavish us with your spirit, your love, and great celebration. Lord, I pray for all of us, Lord, that we will remind ourselves of that day that we said yes to you, Lord, and that excitement and that expectation. Lord, I pray that you will stir that up in us again, Lord, that we will become who you desire us to be, Lord, and that we will ask you to help us, ask you, Lord, to change us, ask you, Lord, to lead us, empower us to become the bride that you want us to be, Lord. Help us not to be fearful in this time, but with great joy and excitement, longing to be with you. We thank you for this. And I pray, Lord, for each and every one here today, Lord, that we will continue to aim, and to desire and to ask until we become what you desire us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us this morning and thank you, Pastor Andres. Um, Myself and Dylan just would love to invite you deeper into what is happening in this congregation. We want to give you leadership. 
um, every step of the way. And first and foremost, if you are new around here, maybe someone invited you or you moved to this town, then we want to give you a warm welcome. Can we just give a clap to everyone who's visiting? Yeah. And we would love to just give you a welcome pack. There's a gift in there, and then there's also a way that we can take your details just to say hi with you and help you on your next step. So if you are new around here, would you be so brave just to put up your hand that we can give you a welcome pack in one, two, three. Thank you. There's a hand. There's a hand. There's quite a few hands. Thank you so much for being brave. Just keep that hand up until someone puts something into that hand. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dylan. Great. So the next step we encourage you to take in this fellowship, in this church, is to get involved in a small group, which is imperative. Please give us your details at the back at the coffee station, the info desk. Give us your information so we can help you to slot in to a small group. As well, we've got youth on Friday starting at 6 in this main hall, facilitated by Hendrik and Tabita. Yes, get excited, Donovan and John. And um, get involved, bring your, your teenagers, let them have a good time of fellowship with the youth that we have here on Fridays at 6. Then there's two important things that's happening that I would love you to take note of. Firstly, tomorrow night we have new visitors connect. Woo. What that means is if you are new around here, you've never been at the new visitors connect, just sign up get, just give us your name and tell us that you are coming to connect tomorrow night at half past six we're going to give you something to eat you're going to meet the leadership of a church and some of the staff it's just an opportunity for us to get to know you and formally say hi and then very important is encounter three which is coming up now encounter three is an event a moment a course that will shift you in your faith it's going to take you, uh, you, it's going to have to take planning. You're going to have to note that date. You're going to have to show up and be available so that God can do the work. But we will be here to help you through it. In the previous service, I asked the congregation to give us a headache by signing. That so many people sign up that we have a problem with facilitators. Give us that problem and then we will grow together as a congregation. Amen. And then intercession on Thursdays as well as before Sunday starts in the morning. Take note of those times. Please join us. We pray for the church and also our community. In Jesus' name, amen. And then at Kids Church today, the children were taught that God's word shows us how to think and how to live right. So you can ask them about that. And as you leave this place uh, this morning to grab a coffee, you are welcome to, to give something in the offering basket if you feel it. God loves you. We love you. And we will see you soon. God bless. Amen.